Luke chapter 15. It reads like this. You there? Luke 15, verse 1. Then, say then. All the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him. Who's him? Jesus. Come on, who's him? Jesus. So all the tax collectors and the sinners, tax collectors were not liked by the people. Of course, sinners were not naturally and normally accepted by the religious leaders. But Jesus, who defined religion for us, and defined spirituality, and defined maturity, and defined godliness and righteousness, Jesus hung out with tax collectors, whom religious leaders did not like, nor did anyone in the town for that matter, because they took their money, and sinners. Jesus hung out with tax collectors and sinners. They drew near to him. Who's him? Jesus. They drew near to Jesus to hear him. Who's him? So all these people are gathering and drawing close to Jesus to hear him. In verse 2 it says, The Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives, or the word is welcomes. This man welcomes sinners, and he even eats with them. You don't do that. But once again, Jesus, who defined it, who defined what it looked like to be godly and righteous and mature and spiritual, he intentionally hung out with these people. So, say that with me. So, come on, say what's Matthew. So, so what happens is to this, these people come to Jesus and say, who is this man Jesus who hangs out with sinners and tax collectors? Jesus hears them and says, a bunch of stories. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, and he tells three stories, and we don't have time to get into it. He talks about a lost sheep, he talks about a lost coin, and he talks about a lost son. A lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. Shoot. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Mark is right before. Let's just pray real quick. How's God to help us out? We got 15 minutes. Father, thank you so much for your love and for your favor in our life. God, thank you that you're here right now. Thank you for fun and for laughter. Thank you, God, that you give us opportunity to worship and glorify you. We love you. We adore you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. Hey, so... One of my favorite things to do when I was younger, and even still to this day, was play uh, hide-and-go-seek. Anybody like hide-and-go-seek? It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. You know, it's amazing uh, what you'll do when it's dark, when nobody's looking. It's like you start acting like a Navy SEAL. Uh, you start acting like uh, a ninja or something. The, the things that people will do, diving over things and hiding in areas and places and the, and the positions that people will get in to, just to be hidden. It's just crazy. And what people will do uh, to find somebody is really obnoxious is a good word uh, to describe it. But when I was younger, I had uh, I have four brothers, and two of them uh, are younger than me, and the other two would be older than me, unless I had a twin. But uh, and even that point, okay. Anyway, so two brothers that were younger than me, and and I learned uh, how to uh, have fun with my brothers. One of the things that I would do. When we would play this game, we'd play this game, or we would play uh, cops and robbers. How many play cops? 
and robbers. And after I got tired of playing cops and robbers, or, or rather, after they got tired of me shooting and killing them, uh, they didn't want to do that anymore, so I thought of a game that would even be more fun. They both would go hide, and I would find them. That was a mean older brother. So one of the things that I would do is I'd say, okay, look, I'll give you 20 minutes, like 20, okay, all right, 10, they're like 10 minutes, all right, I'll give you five minutes to go hide, and I'll come find you. If I don't find you in about an hour, just stay there, eventually I'll find you. I know you did it, I know you did it too, okay, maybe not. So sure enough, okay, here bro. Come find us. I'll be sure to find you, little brother. <laughs> well, breakfast is going to be ready pretty soon, so can you make sure you find us? I'll make sure. All right. We'll, we'll be over here. <laughs> yep. See ya. Kids. I didn't know where for them. I let them hide. Gave me more pancakes and sausage to eat. It was a win-win, right? They would sit and play with each other, and I'd eat food. That's a mean thing to do. You should you shouldn't do that. I'm saved now. Leave me alone. <laughs> See, if you're saved and you still do that, come to the altar after this. We're not going to have an altar call. I'll pray for you. We'll make sure you get delivered whatever you're dealing with. Oh, but see, our God has called us to seek out and to save that which is lost. Now, our ministry is not to save. That's his ministry. Our job is to seek out. Our job is to look for. Our job is to be intentional. Our job is to be aggressive. And our job is to be relentless at pursuing and seeking that which is lost. But we get caught up in pursuing our natural tendencies or the things that we natural, naturally tend to pursue. We get caught up in pursuing things like pancakes. God's called us to pursue people. I'm not saying pancakes are wrong. I'm saying that what we tend to do as humans is we get caught up in things, in some things. We forsake and we neglect pursuing the someones. So God's called us to go out of our way to look for that which is lost. If there's any true statement I'd make tonight, it's that there are a lot of lost people in this world. And there are a lot of lost people in this room. And when I say lost, I don't necessarily mean they're not saved. I mean they're not recognized. When I say lost, I don't necessarily mean that they're not born again. I just mean that they're not acknowledged. When I say lost, I don't necessarily mean that they haven't repented of their sins, confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord and God, and become a child of God. But I'm saying they just don't know who they are. I'm talking about lost. I'm talking about the unknown. The unknown. We're starting a four-part series called The Unknown. God has called us and commissioned us as disciples of Him to seek out the unknown. Jesus sits here, hanging out, 
with sinners. Absurd it was. To Pharisees, to tax collectors, even their thinking was, why would Jesus, this man who calls himself the God-man, why would he hang out with me? So Jesus tells this story. Matter of fact, he tells three stories to tell us why he spends time with sinners. See, the reason why Jesus spent time with sinners and the reason why Jesus spent time with tax collectors was because he was on a mission to seek that which was unknown, to seek out that which was lost, to seek out that which was unrecognized and not realized and not discovered and not intentionally, aggressively, and relentlessly loved. Jesus tells these three stories about a lost sheep who was lost in the mountains, a lost coin, who was lost in a house, and a lost son who was lost out in the sins that he had so desperately pursued after. What was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying, I care more about the who than I do about the what. See, as Christians, and even just as simply as human beings, we say this phrase a lot. Gabriel, mom, or mentor, boyfriend. I don't know what God's plan is for my life. Gabriel, I don't know what God's vision is for me. Man, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Man, Friday night comes around, and you're with your friends, and you say, we need to find something to do. How many have you been there? Yeah. Man, I don't know what I'm made for. I don't know where, where I'm supposed to go. I, I, I don't know what you. I think, it's a, I think it's an okay question, but I think it's got to be in the right order. See, Jesus didn't really care much about the what as much as he cares about the who. Jesus lived a life to define how we should live, and what he cared about was the who first and then the what. When you wake up in the morning, your question should not be, Lord, what do I do today? Your question should be, Lord, who should I find today? When you wake up in the morning, you shouldn't say, Lord, what should I do today? It should be, Lord, who do you want me to make a friend with today? When you're in a worship service, you shouldn't necessarily be asking for what God's plan is for you. You should be asking, Lord, who do you want me to seek out? Because God cares more about the who than he does about the what. And if you're faithful to seek out the who's, he will tell you the what. Amen. See, but we're too caught up in the what. We forsake and we neglect the who's. We're too caught up in the somethings. Then we neglect the someones. Life is not about somethings and what's. Life's about someones and who's. I'm telling you that if you seek more out who's, God will be more clear to you about your what. But the reason why you don't hear enough about the what in your life is because you're too caught up in the what, you're forsaken and neglected the who. What I'm saying is we should live a life like Jesus. We got caught up in who's. And when he was with the right who, God told him the what to do. See, what your Friday night should look like is when you get out of school or you get off work, your first question should be, Lord, who? Not Lord, what? Because if you ask Lord, who, I promise you, he'll be faithful to give you a face, 
He'll be faithful to give you a name. He'll be faithful to give you a school. He'll be faithful to give you a business. He'll be faithful to give you even a restaurant. Why? Because that's where who's are. When you go to school in the morning for this last month, I challenge you, don't ask, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Ask, Lord, who do you want me to seek out today? Because there's so many lost who's in this world. I promise you that if you're faithful to seek out who's, God will tell you about what? Who? That's what Jesus is asking you. Who? Who are you seeking out? Who are you looking for? Jesus tells three stories. He talks about a sheep. A who? A sheep. He talks about a coin. Who a coin? The coin represents a person, by the way. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. He talks about a son. A who? A son. Jesus says, look, the reason I'm hanging out with sinners is because I'm looking for something. I'm wanting to reveal who they are. I'm wanting to express how I feel about them. That they would come to realize who they are in me. Mark chapter 4. I'm going to read this and we'll close. Mark 4, verse 21. Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket? Heck no. Oh, sorry. Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Verse 22, key verse tonight. For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. I'm telling you, there's a lot of hidden and secret people, even in this room. There's a lot of hidden and secret people that are in your school, that are in your family. And I challenge you, stop getting caught up in the what in life and begin to seek out those who's that are hidden, that are secret, that are lost, that are unfound, that are unrecognized, that are unsought out. If there's anything we can pull from the book of Genesis chapter 3, when they sinned, the very first thing that they did when they were overwhelmed with so many emotions is they went and hid. And our God is on a mission, and he commissions us to that same mission, to be compelled by his love for us, to seek out, to look for, and to discover intentionally, aggressively, and relentlessly, those who's that he's put in our life. Amen. I just ask you to do one thing, it's very practical, it's very simple. Even tonight, as this service closes, even though I'm speaking right now, ask God who? Ask him who? And I'm telling you if, you, if you get addicted to the who's, what will take care of itself? Amen. You know why the vision that you have for your life is so vague? Because God is more concerned about the who than he is about the what. And until you get more caught up in the who's, your what won't even happen. Because if your what doesn't have anything to do with about a who, then your what is not from God. If the vision that you have for your life has nothing to do with a human being, then it has nothing to do with God. Amen. To fall in love with who's. And your what will happen. You know, I don't think what's wrong necessarily. I just think 
First the who, then the what. Who, Lord? Okay, what? Oh, sweet. Froth done. Moose's tooth, sweet. How? Love him? Cool. Peace. Done. Solid. How long? All night? Done. Cool. I'm not talking about emailing. I'm not talking about Twittering. I'm not talking about Facebooking. I'm not talking about you as a human being going and finding who and pursuing them. 